Well, welcome to the Red Ben TV News. Yeah. Uh, the day after Liverpool beat Tranmere by six goals to nil, Tom Dutton is joining me in the studio. And we are backed by Unibet once again. Thank you to our sponsor. Uh, they've got a great blog, uh, great articles. Gareth Roberts wrote one this week about the top five best signings. He's also done one, I believe, on the top five worst signings of the Premier League era. Mm. So we're looking forward to seeing that one. Go over there, check that out. Link in the description and as a pinned comment. Uh, support them as they are supporting us thank you very much Tom the first story of the day is actually Virgil van Dijk is wanted by Barcelona of course he is amongst others I'm sure yeah I think every single team in world football wants Virgil van Dijk and they know they can't get him so they want a version of a player that is kind of like Virgil van Dijk but there's no one like Virgil van Dijk because he didn't get trouble past last season in club football <laughs> who does that who's in the running for a Ballon d'Or as a centre-back and literally should win it Virgil didn't, van Dijk didn't didn't Sane do him in one competition? What was he that? He did him in the Euro. You know, like the 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 poxy Euro. I mean, we're splitting hairs. It really doesn't matter, does that, it? I, Tom's I, right. Virgil van Dijk is the best centre back in world football, and as such, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Juventus—they're all going to want him. And as it explains in this article, in fact, it was—I think it was John Cross originally, but this is an article by Liam Prenderville in the Mirror, and he said that they they approached his agent because obviously they have to approach the agents because that's illegal, yeah. and they're Barcelona. Yeah. And the agent basically went, nah. And that was the end of it. This is this is a sign of the times, though. Liverpool, yeah. European champions, best player in the world, ba probably Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah. Or, you know, at least favourite for the Ballon d'Or. And he just goes, nah, I'm all right, mate. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable where we've, I am. We've spoken about Liverpool being the, 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 the destination for players. And he's one of the people who's bought into that wholeheartedly and just gone, no, this is the place I want to win stuff. It's, it's not your stepping stone like maybe Luis Suarez had it and Raheem Sterling had it. It's not like that anymore. You're literally there. You want to win Champions Leagues? Go to Liverpool. You want to win Premier Leagues? Go to Liverpool. You want to win everything you can win in club football in the English game? Go to Liverpool. Well, there's only one There's only one club from Europe, I think, that's playing in the World Club Championship this year. I, I, I hope that's right. I mean, there should be. Mm. Uh, it's us, by the way. Yeah, yeah um, I was if, to, if it is just us. I was trying to rack my brain. I can't imagine that the Europa League winners would go in it. Because that would be a bit poo, because, I mean, that's, you know, a rubbish competition that plays on a cruddy night. Um, <laughs> and do you know the best thing about the Europa League for me, Tom, is that it's so shit, they put it out afterwards. Yeah. It's not, they, what they should do to make the competition more valuable is give it as the little starter for European football, yeah, yeah. and then we give it the yeah. Tuesday night slot. And then Wednesday, Thursday, give them the main course. But what happens is you're too full from Tuesday, Wednesday, and you don't have your pudding on Thursday. No, no one watches the Europa League, and I'm so glad we're not in that competition because it's shit. The best thing about it is they interviewed him at Wimbledon. I think it was yesterday. Oh, he doesn't. He literally doesn't care. He's literally watching people play tennis and just like <laughs> everyone in world football wants me because I'm the best player in the world. <laughs> well, look at this. The Spanish champions' hopes of landing the Dutchman appear slim to none, and there he is at Wimbledon. There you go. Incognito. It's almost like you wouldn't know he was the best player in the world, I would mean, you? You'd know it was him. And so, yeah, it was. It was the chief football writer, John Cross, discusses his approach from Barcelona, which I've got queued up here. Meanwhile, do not expect it to happen for a moment, but Barcelona made inquiries about whether Virgil van Dijk could be tempted to leave Liverpool and were quickly given a short shrift. 
by the Dutch defenders representatives they did not bother taking it any further love it you thank you very much Virgil's representatives exactly and he, he will have told them I'm not leaving just the the, the the celebrations at the end of the, the Champions League final when he drops to his knees as Divock Origi puts in the goal and him dropping to his knees after like Barcelona and stuff and you watch just how much it means to this man I love the fact that we're able to give this man who is the best player in the world at the moment Exactly what he wants. It's brilliant, isn't it? And I, my my big one from apart from the two that you've mentioned is him screaming, "You'll never walk alone!" Back at the cop after the Barcelona game, and his head goes back and he's screaming it. And you just know he's in love. Yeah. You just know he's in love. I'm and why love. wouldn't you be in love? We're all in love with him. Uh, yeah. Another interesting story this morning. I really thought we weren't going to have too much today with us playing Samir and basically Jurgen Klopp literally coming out and saying we're not going to sign anybody. We've got loads of new signings. He yeah. did the thing that fans do. Yeah. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's going to be like, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, Jürgen Klopp um, has, well, he's bracing himself, I suppose, for interest for Bobby Duncan. Obviously scored last night in the friendly against Samir. A host of European clubs are after him. This is mm. quite interesting, isn't it? Look, a host of European clubs circle the teenage hotshots. They're circling, like Tom. Sharks. Like sharks. Is there blood in the water? No, there's no blood in the water, no. mate. This is Bobby Duncan. There's only good. goals in the water. It was quite good yesterday, Tramier. I, I feel like, I mean, his goal was, should have been Glatzel's and he just got snapped <laughs> in the box. By all accounts, he does that quite often. <laughs> just robs it. He, I, I think, I've been told he's very much a, a poacher. Perfect. And, and I've not watched want. loads and loads of them, but I'm looking forward to seeing him this preseason more and more. A number of foreign clubs are keeping close tabs on Duncan's future ahead of potential swoops. Clubs from Germany, including Borussia Dortmund, have shown a strong interest in the forward in recent weeks. I was going to say this, Chris. Do you think, would you be happy with him going out on uh, uh, on loan or maybe to Germany, like you've seen Jaden Sancho? And, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Just go out there and, and, and learn your trade. With some of the best teams in, in world football, Germany's League's pretty good. And I think that Klopp knows, the, the link to Dortmund's interesting for me, because he knows that club inside out. Yeah. You know, he helped to build that club into what it is today. Mm. It was a huge part of that for seven years. And I think, for me, he understands they are, they're about giving players, youth players, a chance. You know, yeah. we saw that with Sancho. If you're good enough, you'll get in the side. Now, they're an exciting side. They play in a similar manner to us. They still use the gag and press quite often. They like to play quick and on the break and yeah. stuff. So, if you can guarantee him facing games, absolutely, because I don't think he's too close. Yeah. Although, I think he will be in cup competition squads this season. Yeah. Um, it's about whether he's going to get more game time for them than exactly. us. I can't imagine... I can't imagine him going out, if I'm perfectly honest. No. I think he's going to stay with us for... Well, he's 18, isn't he? So, you've got to keep him around the team till he's, like, 20, maybe. Get him learning through his formative years, which he already has been, but get him learning with Klopp through his formative years and then see what he's like at the age of, like, 20. And just go, right, is he good enough? If not, let's give him a loan. Like what we did with Divakarigi. Mm. And Divakarigi went alone to loads of different places. Obviously, they didn't work out quite in the best way, but he's finally 23, 24... And is now becoming what his potential always was. And yeah, I think you've got to give these players some time. We can't expect them to be ready right now. No, not at all. But the, the interesting thing for me from last night, I, I wonder whether you agree, we had the same vantage point, so I'm sure we probably do. That tends to happen quite often mm -hmm. when you go to the game with someone. But I was really impressed with the the fact that the youth players, certainly first half, integrated into the system. Yeah. Like, you know, we've heard for years and years that the Barcelona way and all this, and everyone plays the same. So when they get to the first team, it just looks like they've yeah. been a part of this. It definitely felt to me last night, certainly the first half, 
maybe it's the second half as well, that these lads are used to playing how we oh, play yeah. and they didn't look out of depth, did they? No, there's no utilising the wing play, even second half, I think... It was it, definitely first half, the, the attack was slick and it, it really worked for the first pre-season game. You don't usually see that, I fully expected it to be a, a dud. But second half even, it, it looked like, well, all these players have played together, all these youth players have played together, so they know where they're going to be on the pitch. They know how the style needs to be implemented. And I, I really enjoyed, especially Keanu Hoover going up that right-hand mm. side, it was fantastic. Gladstone was really good, it's a shame that he got injured. But, I mean... To be fair to all these youth players, they were coming up against some massive centre-half who just kept pushing them off the ball. The ref was like, he's stronger than you, lads. There's not really much I can do. But it is it is very interesting just to see how we're doing, how we're teaching these kids from such a young age and making it easier to progress into the first That's team. absolutely, uh, that's what it's about for us, isn't it? It's about, Jürgen loves that. And, uh, you know, one of the things, I think you mentioned Keanu Hoover there, I thought he was absolutely superb. And, you know, I... I wasn't sure what type of a right back he'd be, mm. as we you know you know we saw him at centre half really didn't we against Wolves. I don't watch too much of the youth football, uh, if at all, to be perfectly honest. Um, so to see him bombing down that right hand side, and equally let's take no credit away from Nathaniel Klein, the lad got a goal, yeah, you know, and he was bombing down that right hand yeah. side. The overload was on first half all the time all the down time, that right hand yeah. side. So maybe he's looking to fight for a place in this squad as well. But I was really impressed with Keanu Hoover. Yeah. Definitely, maybe an option at right. He's big, he's strong, he's athletic. He's got a good cross. He gets an assist. Maybe he maybe puts the ball across for Glatzel to Duncan's yeah. goal. Yeah, Might yeah, not technically was. be an assist. But one of the things that did come out and it's news from last night, and we had an interview with Jurgen Kopp after the game with all the other journalists. I say all the other journalists with all the other with the journalists <laughs> and us. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we, we got involved in that. And Jürgen Klopp had this to say on whether Liverpool are going to sign people this summer. Do you need to bring any players in and will you bring players in that are going to impact that first team squad right away? We brought them already and you only don't realise it. Rian Brewster, Oxlade Chamberlain, didn't play last year. Um, all the young boys today, they're all new players for us, so that, that's all good. The transfer market is open, I don't know exactly until when, when there's a fit. So, 8th of August. In this wonderful country, the whole Europe had the idea to close the transfer window earlier. The only country that did it was in England, finally. So we closed it now four, three weeks before all the others. So, um, yeah, we will see what we do, but um, I, I don't think it will be the, the biggest transfer window of all times. So there you go, straight from the horse's mouth. The lad thinks Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's going to be like a new signing. He's really yeah. confident in Rian Brewster, but equally he knows that this team can improve, Tom, There's like we've been saying. Exactly, it's, it, it's just being level-headed and understanding what you have in the squad. You don't want to go out and buy someone that's going to rip apart all, all, all the good work you've done. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain last night was really good. He's only going to get better. You're looking at players like Adam Milano was, was was quite good. In the DM? You know what I mean? It's he's, the six. Genuinely, Fabinho needs to watch out because Adam <laughs> Milano... No, he's not. He's not taking that role. But, um, but no, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain was really, really good with the ball, his feet, playing really incisive passes. And, like I say, first pre-season game and he's, and he's putting in a performance like that. And I know you've got to quantify it with it's Tramia Rovers, but we'll, I'm sure we're going to see throughout this preseason just how good Alex Oxley Chamberlain is. And I forgot, I forgot about him basically because we've not seen him, we've not been able to have him. And have he, you forgot we mention him every show? We need a crazy <laughs> feel like Alex yeah. Oxley Chamberlain. Exactly, but for, I forgot how we, forgot how we played and forgot how Same. how good he is. Like he was instrumental in getting us to the Champions League final our first time, and and we're going to have him back in and around the rotation of the squad to win us the Premier League. 
Lovely. And a guy who wants us to win the Premier League this season uh, is Joe Matip, amongst mm. others, I'm sure. Uh, he's had this to say. The Champions League win was nice. Nice. Nice, Joe. Nice. It must be like the Scouts, decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's decent, that, you know what I mean? But in Dutch, it's like, it's nice. It means it's fucking boss. It's the best thing in the world, yeah. yeah. But last season, I felt that it would mean for Liverpool fans to win the Premier League. That's why I would like to do that. We were working it. Let's just repeat that. I felt what it would mean for Liverpool fans to win the Premier League. And I think... That that is the part of that quote that makes me go yes. Yeah. Because I thought it was blindingly obvious that Liverpool fans wanted to win the Premier League. But could you imagine if we'd have won it? I mean, he'll have been there. Well, he was playing against Wolves last yeah. game of the season, and the the scenes when we thought Manchester City went ahead, oh. and when they actually did go ahead, and all that type of stuff. So he'll know what it means. Liverpool fans and the rest of the squad will know what it means to Liverpool fans to go win the Premier League. So for themselves, for us, the team want to do it, and that is absolutely fantastic. Do you think last season was the best Premier League title race ever in terms of just going back and forth and back and forth, two massive, massive clubs just not letting anything drop? Because he was a part of that. Literally every single game, seeing this, like... Both teams not giving in, knowing that you're as good as this team that everyone reveres. You're as good as that. That must be thrilling for these players to sit there and go, lads, we're, we're good. We are good at football here. And, and, and the fact that, look, he's saying for Liverpool fans, imagine what that would mean for all the players to be able to say we won against that Man City. And that would have been the biggest thing, I think, last season. We would have gone Premier League, fantastic. We haven't won this for so long. But then you go, wow, look at who we did it against. And look, we were one point short. And you've got to hold your head high because of that. Because I have, I have full faith that we're going to go straight again, straight away and just go... Right, we need to. We, we know what we need to do. We know exactly the mentality that we need to have, and we just go for it. And and I made up that John Matip's come out and said this. Absolutely, I 100% agree with you. And to answer your question on the most exciting Premier League season, I think you might be right. I think obviously you've got the Man City one where Aguero scores that, that late was winner, amazing. and that was that decided on goal difference in the end. But yeah, this is good, two yeah. better sides going yeah. head to head. I believe there was something like 20 odd, 30 odd lead change, uh, lead changes That's because you know. The timings of the games and all that, it was back and forth and back and forth and all that. So, I mean, it, it, it's absolutely mental what we did last season. But my favourite is the one when Liverpool win. Oh, and yeah. I think we've had five in my lifetime, so I'm lucky enough to remember a couple of them properly. <laughs> uh, Liverpool and Phillips, Coutinho, Keenan, Anfield transfer. No real extra news on this one. Just kind of reiterating the same, but I thought I'd bring it to your attention. Leave me your thoughts on all of that. How good is it that Virgil van Dijk's representing mm. just went, nah, see you later, no thanks, Tara. How good is it uh, that Bobby Duncan is getting interest from all these European clubs? Would you like him to go somewhere like a Borussia Dortmund on loan? Uh, and don't forget, let me know how important it is that you've seen that Joel Matip wants to win the Premier League title for you. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to Red Men News. Click that notification bell. It's really important if you want to get notified when we go live, when we put up a video, click that bell, subscribe. Thank you to Unibet, thank you to Tom, and thank you to young Tom behind the camera. We'll see you next time. Ta-ra. <laughs>